Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey everyone, I'm Skylar Treppel, host of Sky High Sports and Entertainment, and welcome to the 10th episode of Sky High Sports and Entertainment. I can't believe it's been 10 episodes already, getting to cover some amazing topics, interview some journalists, NBA players, screenwriters that I've really looked up to, and have people reach out and share their great comments and subscribe. Really, really appreciate everyone who has followed along for the journey. So today, for the 10th episode, we have two special top 10 lists that sort of relate to the first 10 episodes in the sense that it's going to be the top 10 moments in sports and the top 10 moments in entertainment of 2023 so far and how they affect the rest of the year and the future going forward. So let's get right into the list. First of all, we're going to start with the top 10 moments in sports, first half sports and first half entertainment as always. So for honorable mention in sports, I want to give two subjects an honorable mention here. So the first one I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. It does not make the top 10, but it's very exciting. It's pretty intense that he actually ended up leaving the Packers after 15 years as their starting quarterback. He became synonymous with them, winning a Super Bowl. And I don't know, the Jets roster, their defense, it's looking pretty nice. Looking a little bit like Peyton Manning last season with the Broncos, maybe, maybe a little bit better as far as Aaron Rodgers' capabilities at this point in his career. But Manning won a Super Bowl, so you never know. It's too early to say, but still pretty exciting stuff. The other honorable mention I want to give is to uh, Georgia for winning the National College Football Championship. Very exciting stuff, but they did win last year. We don't know that Stetson Bennett will be that high of a draft pick. Great story as far as, you know, him uh, being so late in his career and starting as a walk-on. So that's amazing. But again, it's just it, it already happened last year in a similar vein. So it doesn't make the top 10 most exciting. But huge accomplishments for them. And of course, big story with Aaron Rodgers. So now we are going to get into our top 10 here. And the first number 10 story is... Candace Parker, one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time, going to the Las Vegas Aces, which I believe was actually announced the same day that Brady retired. I just didn't have time to cover it because the GOAT retired. And who knows? We might see that pop up uh, later in the list here. But anyways, yes, Candace Parker going to the Las Vegas Aces was an incredible story because they're the defending champions. They got Chelsea Gray, 2022 Finals MVP. They got Asia Wilson, the two-time MVP, including the reigning MVP and one of the best players in the game right now. And they got Kelsey Plum, who is an all-star MVP. It was Las Vegas' first sports championship. So really exciting stuff coming their way. 
And Tom Brady, who again might show up later in this list, uh, invested in them as well. So when you have greatness recognizing you like that and noticing and the support of the women's basketball game, which we will also get into later in the list, it's it's just very exciting. And shout out to Candace Parker for jumping on ship with them. She's one of the greatest players of all time. She's a TNT analyst right now. So that'll just elevate her status to a next level and maybe create a real dynasty in Vegas, which would be amazing for the WNBA right now with their popularity skyrocketing. Next up, number nine, we have one of the greatest Hall of Fame announcements of all time for the NBA. The 2023 Hall of Fame class is going to include two-time champion Pau Gasol, five-time championship coach Greg Popovich with the Spurs, Pau Gasol with the Lakers, of course, Wayne Wade, one of the greatest players of all time, three-time champion, 2006 Finals MVP, and Dirk Nowitzki, a 14-time All-Star, Dwayne Wade being 13 times, of course, who won a championship with the Dallas Mavericks as the clear-cut leader, one of the most impressive championships ever in 2011, and Tony Parker, a four-time NBA champion with a finals MVP in 2007. Between them all, if you include Greg Popovich here, they have five finals MVPs, 15 championships, and 43 all-star appearances. That is unbelievable. This is one of the greatest classes ever. Honestly, I mean, 20, 2020 might be the greatest of all time with Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, and Tim Duncan. But this is pretty next level stuff here. I mean, they had more than 43 all-star appearances between them. They had 11 championships between Kobe, Garnett, and Duncan. And without Greg Popovich here, there are only 10 championships between the four players I mentioned. Uh, so I don't think it's the greatest class ever, but man, Dwayne Wade was really, really special. One of the best players we've ever seen. Third best shooting guard ever behind Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Uh, Pau Gasol had his jersey retired this year. Dirk is the best international scoring player of all time. Highest scoring international player of all time. And this is just an unbelievable class. And then Tony Parker being part of the Spurs dynasty, of course. So shout out to them. All right, number eight here. We got FDU upsets Purdue, a number 16 seed, upsetting a one seed in the March Madness tournament. That was absolutely unbelievable. That was the third time that has happened in 80 years of tournament history. I mean, that is just Crazy to think about. 80 years. Purdue even had the player of the year in Zach Eady, who is like a modern day Yao Ming. Maybe not too modern. We'll have to see how he does in the NBA in today's pace and space era. Uh, but regardless, I mean, brackets were busted like crazy. This was a crazy tournament. And we're going to get into more of that later. I promise you. Don't worry. Because right now we're going to get back to a little bit of current NBA action. Number seven is the Los Angeles Lakers trading Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz, who then, of course, ended up with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, they received Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, and Malik Beasley in the trade. And D'Angelo Russell came back to his Los Angeles Lakers, where he was drafted and played in Kobe Bryant's final season, and then traded away for the number 27 pick in the draft, which was Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma traded for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook traded for D'Angelo Russell. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I call it the full circle of Russell or the circle of Russell, like the circle of life for D'Angelo Russell. But he's playing great. He's playing great. The Lakers have increased their defensive versatility. They have gone from 13th in the West to 6th in the West. 
it kind of reminds me of the 2013 Lakers with Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Hal Gasol, Meta World Peace, and of course, Steve Nash. Uh, so that team was expected to win a championship and they were not doing well before the All-Star break, but they picked it up, entered the playoffs as the seventh seed, which the Lakers uh, of current day will likely do as well with LeBron and AD. So it's going to be really, really interesting. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of similarities. I think the Lakers are the dark horse, the dark horse to actually be able to go all the way and win it or at least make the finals in such a wide open West. Anything can happen this year. So definitely stay tuned for that because that's very exciting. Westbrook was just not an incredible fit with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's an incredible player. He's an MVP. He's Mr. Triple-Double, leader all time. That's why he's on this list. It's big news. But LeBron and him, very similar LeBron players in terms of their ball dominance and passing and scoring. And, you know, LeBron pushed for this trade. He really did. So I don't know what exactly went on. No one really does, even with all the great reports out there by the incredible Lakers beat team. But regardless... It's over. Westbrook is a great player. L.A. was not the right fit. The Lakers are better off. The Clippers are better off. Maybe we'll get a playoff series between the teams. Uh, and it's going to be really exciting for sure. So that was huge, huge news. That's our number seven story. And it makes the Lakers and Clippers in better position to potentially take the West in a wide open year. All right, we got number six here. And that is Caitlin Clark of Iowa dropping a 40-point triple double in the ncaa march madness tournament she became the only player in men's and women's college basketball history to do this that is just crazy to think about she is like the female steph curry she can hit threes like nobody's business from the parking lot from the logo she's one of the most exciting women's players of all time one of the most exciting players of all time in college basketball and she had back-to-back -back 40 point games as well uh she could honestly end up being the goat of women's basketball maybe even one of the goats of women's sports and sports in general i could see her dominating the wnba the way serena williams dominated tennis because we've really just never seen anyone like her in the women's game so that's a very exciting storyline to follow we have one more great women's basketball story coming up but before that i want to talk a little bit more college basketball because we did just finish march madness and it was probably one of the most exciting marches in recent memory as we get to our number five story, which is that UConn won the national title. And I would say the future implications of this are just that it was such a wide open tournament. Do seeding even matter as much anymore? They were the number four seed and they ended up winning the whole thing. That rarely happens. And the one two and three seeds didn't even make the final four from all four conferences. We saw Princeton at number 15 win two games, make it further than any 15 seed has ever made it. We saw number 16 FDU upset number one Purdue. So does seeding even matter in the NCAA tournament as much, or is it just completely wide open? That's what it seemed like this year with number nine FAU making the final four as well. So we'll have to see what happens there. But back to UConn, the first pair of players ever with a double-double in the final championship game was Tristan Newton and Adam Sanogo for UConn. Both got a double-double. Never happened before where two players on the same team did that. So shout out to them. Uh, again, just an amazing tournament. And now UConn has five championships as 
a college. That's some of the most of all time. That's like Duke. I mean, wow. So that really puts them into the stratosphere. You'll probably see more great players commit there as time goes on. So that's how that affects the future. All right, number four here. LSU wins the women's title, but they did it with 9.9 .9 million viewers. That is crazy. That is more than any Stanley Cup playoff or championship game viewers since 1973. That is more than any NBA playoff game last year, except for the finals. And that just shows that women's basketball is here and it is here to stay and it is exciting and it is fun and they could get their own TV deal, which is just great for women's sports and equality in general, because of course it's not fair how much money the men get paid over the women, particularly in college with the resources. And uh, now that's going to change. They're talking about TV deals already for the women's tournament next year. And that'll just increase women's rights all over the world. I think it'll inspire a lot of people and companies and places. And it's very, very exciting. So shout out to them. Got to give a huge shout out to Angel Reese as well, balling out in the finals in the whole tournament and dropping the John Cena, you can't see me celebration on the same day as WrestleMania night two. So that was an amazing celebration. No one should have an issue with it. It's sports and shouting out one of the greatest celebrations of all time. So that was an amazing experience as well. Number three, I've talked about it already on this podcast, but it is the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. This one is really all about Patrick Mahomes. It makes him an undeniable top four quarterback of all time at only 27 years old. That is unbelievable. He has two Super Bowls. It's only Brady and Montana and Mahomes with multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs. But Mahomes is just that guy as far as how exciting he is. It's his league now with Brady retired. He represents the new generation. And I think you can put him ahead of Peyton Manning. It's tough to do this early, but if it ended today, I think he's had a better career and lived up to more high pressure moments than Peyton Manning. But again, Manning's got longevity. So you can put him in top three, you can put him top four, but this Super Bowl cemented him as an all-time great ahead of a lot of the great players of all time. Uh, we saw a lot of contenders emerge in the playoffs as well, who are going to be around for a long time to come. But right now it is Patrick Mahomes league and Jalen Hurts is here to stay as well with the Eagles. They are a dominant force, almost winning the game. And Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Could be top two, could be top three. And I don't think the Chiefs run is over just yet. I think they're going to go real dynasty style as time goes on here. So stay tuned for that. All right, number two is quite possibly my favorite story because uh, number one, it's an amazing story, but you know, you'll see why it's it's not totally my favorite in a bit. Uh, so number two is Kevin Durant being traded to the Phoenix Suns. And wow, what a story that is because Kevin Durant has now proven that he can fit anywhere. I mean, the Suns have not lost. They have eight straight wins with Kevin Durant on the floor. That is scary. Kevin Durant is actually between Brooklyn and Phoenix, won 21 of his last 22 games. He can fit anywhere, whether it is OKC constantly changing their roster, getting rid of Harden, having Russell Westbrook, and being one game away from, the, from making the finals whether it is going to Golden State and fitting right in there and making them a cheat code, a 
cheat code. I mean, lots of players have said during those two years, they just gave up and were competing for second place. I'm pretty sure DeMarcus Cousins said that recently. Unbelievable. And now he's on the Suns. And I think they are the absolute favorite right now. They made the finals two years ago. The Phoenix Suns are winning the NBA championship, in my opinion. Look, I know how good Giannis is and the East, but I think the West is going to surprise people this year. And I think the Phoenix Suns can go all the way with Kevin Durant. So definitely stay tuned for that, because I think that's a massive story with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. I mean, you saw them on the floor. It was last night against Denver at the time of recording, and they just turned up the heat at the end of the game. Kevin Durant's not making a shot. No problem. You got Chris Paul coming in in the clutch. Devin Booker, it, it, it was just scary. They are the best team in basketball right now, in my opinion, and they are going to go all the way and win the championship just because they traded for Kevin Durant in such a wide open West where there is no clear favorite. And the number one story is about one of my favorite players, but it's not my favorite story because I wish he'd keep playing forever. That is Tom Brady announcing his retirement. And obviously this affects the future of the league because it's the new guys league now. It's Trevor Lawrence's league. It's Patrick Mahomes' league. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible how much time has passed that Brady played 23 years. That's longer than some of these quarterbacks have been alive almost. Obviously, it's such big news because Tom Brady is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, one of the greatest athletes of all time. He won seven Super Bowls. He won more than every franchise. And, you know, he was just a blast to watch, really, whether you loved or hated him. Those comebacks in the Super Bowl, 28-3, of course, but all the comeback games – it's what we love about sports. It, it was incredible. It defied the odds and inspired a lot of people. He'll definitely be missed, but you won't have to miss him for long because he's taken a year off and then he's returning on his Fox Sports deal. Um, so that's going to be pretty fun to see him in the commentator's booth with all his experiences and stories and having played with these guys. Uh, but yeah, there's no one left from the Brady era and the AFC in particular. There's no more Peyton Manning. There's no more Philip Rivers. There's no more Ben Roethlisberger. Burger, and there is now no more Tom Brady as he is retired. So uh, definitely a new era in football, very signified by Tom Brady retiring, but he'll always be around the game. His impact will be felt forever. And uh, who's going to take that throne? Who's going to take that throne? Can Patrick Mahomes, he's obviously the guy, but how close to Brady's level can he get? How many Super Bowls can he win? And that's what we love about sports is just seeing people evolve and grow and overcome the odds and inspiring all of us. It's an amazing thing and it's so entertaining. So with that, let's combine sports and entertainment as we start our entertainment list here at number 10 with a movie that is very sports related as Matt Damon and Ben Affleck team up for the first time since Goodwill Hunting came out to create the new movie Air about Michael Jordan's shoe deal with Nike. And I can't wait to see uh, Ben Affleck play Nike CEO Phil Knight. That looks like a lot of fun. But yeah, it's about Michael Jordan's shoe deal, which was very risky at the time that it happened, is what you have to think about with this, is that people were not willing to take risks on players. It was seen as very risky to give shoe deals, whereas now people get them all the time. But this was not the norm back then. Um, Michael Jordan is not even in this movie. He's this mystified figure, which is very true to life and how Michael Jordan was kind of seen almost before the last dance where he became a bit more personal again. Uh, but overall, 
It's just going to be amazing to see Viola Davis's mom. It's got 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has rave reviews. So I can't wait to see this movie. And if you're a sports fan, if you like Viola Davis, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and even if you like Goodwill Hunting, I bet this is going to be an absolutely amazing movie. So definitely go check that out. At number nine here, we have Yellow Jackets, uh, one of my favorite shows on TV, returning. It's about a high school girls soccer team who end up crashing in the woods on the way to nationals and have to like scavenge and starve in the winters to survive being lost in the wilderness with no one finding them. And obviously there's a couple of guys there too uh, who are traveling with the team. And it's a really, really incredible show that explores that time as well as how it affects them 25 years later in the future. One of the best shows on TV. And let's just say that you really see in season two how these girls had to survive and what they all had to do. And uh, you will not want to miss it. It is not for the faint of heart. If you can imagine what exactly they had to do and think Lord of the Flies here. Wow. Uh, yeah, it gets to that level. So uh, definitely check this show out. It's one of the best on TV right now, except for another show that I will mention very soon. But before that, I want to mention one of my other favorites, which is Ted Lasso returning for season three at number eight. Uh, that is absolutely incredible. It's a fantastic show. It is so feel good and everything is really hyping up in the show right now. You saw in the season three trailer after Nate's betrayal, Ted Lasso got him to be uh, the coach of the team from being the kit boy, which is sort of like the ball boy in football who manages the equipment and everything. Um, to become the coach of AFC Richmond and he burned Ted and he went to West Ham, which is a rival team run by Rebecca's ex-husband, Rupert Mannion, Rebecca running AFC Richmond, Ted Lasso's team. And yeah, in the latest episode, the two teams faced off and it lived up to the hype and it sets up the rest of the season, but it's really starting to ramp up high emotional stakes, incredible writing, especially from Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent. And it also might be the last season of Ted Lasso. That's what they've said. There is no deal in place yet. And they originally planned for three. So they filmed the last episode of this season as though it was the last of the series. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. All right. Number six, Super Mario Brothers being released. This might not seem that huge, but apparently it's creating a whole franchise and it's also showing that video games are going to be the next wave of movies. Um, we've seen a lot of superhero movies. Shout out to the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse trailer dropping uh, this week. That's definitely one of the biggest stories as well. But I think video game movies are really where the future might be heading here because there's a lot of adaptations. There was a formula that couldn't be figured out, but it seems as though they figured out somewhat of a formula now. And they got Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach, and I can't wait to see Jack Black as Bowser. Apparently, he really embodies him. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I don't know how I feel about just Seth Rogen's voice is too distinctive. Regardless, critics don't love it, but audiences do love it. And there are some critics who absolutely do. So I think you're not supposed to like this movie if you're a critic, 
very strange sort of bias to be negative, but that's for another day. And uh, definitely go see this movie though. It's going to be a lot of fun in theaters. Apparently there's going to be more made and apparently, and even casual fans of Mario can really like it. IGN, a very reputable site, gave it eight out of 10. So I think that this movie is going to be awesome and pretend a lot more of video game movie releases. Next up, The Last of Us took over the world and stunned viewers. I talked about it with Kai Grady from The Ringer last week, who covered the show and edited the Prestige TV podcast, one of the best podcasts covering it. And it is just a mind-boggling show, one of the best pilots in TV history, replicating the fear and paranoia of our own pandemic, but with an apocalyptic twist, incredible acting by Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, incredible backstories for the characters who came into the episode, and this is what has really brought video game adaptations to the next level, and shown production studios how successful they can be, because The Last of Us could end up going down as one of the greatest shows ever as one of the greatest shows ever by the time it's all said and done. So that is one of the biggest stories of the year because it really, really took over the cultural zeitgeist. And I can't wait to see what they do with season two. All right, number five is that the Flash trailer dropped during the Super Bowl. And what's big about this as well is that James Gunn announced a reboot of the DC Universe, which is crazy to think about. I mean, rebooting a franchise is one thing, but having to reboot a universe because it performed so badly and got stuck in a hole is bad stuff. And apparently it all starts with the Flash. The trailer came out and it showed not just Supergirl, not just the Flash, but Michael Keaton returning as Batman. And Ben Affleck was there as Bruce Wayne too, so I'm sure they'll do the Marvel multiverse thing. But still, Michael Keaton as Batman seems like a lot of fun and is going to set up the whole DCU. Um, so that was big news, and it's going to be an amazing movie. People who have seen it absolutely love it. And it's going to start off the whole new DC universe. And with James Gunn at the helm, I think it's going to be pretty special. I think it's going to be a, a really amazing thing to watch, and I can't wait to see what they do more of. All right, the number four story here is that Succession announced its final season. This will be the last season, and so far, it's some of the best TV I've ever seen. I mean, I think that with The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, it could go down as a top three TV show ever. You got the Roy family and the dynamics. It's some of the most messed up people on television, but boy, do they dive into their psyche and how they got messed up. And their father, uh, Logan Roy, is probably one of the best TV villains ever. So I can't wait to see what happens with that and how the show ends and who ends up on top and who's backstabbing who. But again, it's it's just really next level drama and comedy. And it's such a parody on the real life business moguls who we hear about and just how money cannot buy happiness. But in the funniest, most heartbreaking way, it really makes you feel a lot of emotions and leaves you highly entertained. It's one of the highest recommendations I could ever give any show. Next up, we have Martin Scorsese's latest film Killers of the Flower Moon and it's going to feature Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro the 11th collaboration between De Niro and Scorsese and Scorsese and Spielberg I think in my opinion they're the two greatest directors ever and Spielberg just had the Fablemans which was amazing but didn't win best picture so I think they're really really still in contention here and this is gonna really be a big notch in the Scorsese legacy and we'll see you know who ends up on top regardless they're fantastic all their 
films are amazing. And this is going to be another legendary entry in the Scorsese legacy. The description of the movie is that members of the oil-wealthy Osage nation are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s. It's going to be a Western drama. So seeing Martin Scorsese direct that is going to be a lot of fun, especially seeing Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro with Martin Scorsese, incredible acting, incredible directing, and the FBI investigation into the whole thing is going to create a lot of drama. And with three hours and 20 minutes of the runtime announced, uh, it's going to be a lot of film for Scorsese to play with, and I can't wait to see it personally. All right, number two and number one relate to some of our favorite franchises of all time, Shrek five was announced by the president of warner brothers saying basically that it's going to happen it's not some unofficial report he did not confirm it but he said that the stars are all on board to return mike myers eddie murphy cameron diaz the whole og cast to come back and make shrek 5 i don't know i'll throw out an interesting plot here i think that if uh it's shrek and fiona have teenage kids and Shrek sees one of his kids starting to turn out like him and, uh, you know, wants to wants to sort of make sure that he doesn't and realizes the error of his own ways. And we just see all the cast back and having fun and a crazy adventure. That would be awesome. Everyone loves Shrek. It's been enough time. It's a good time to bring the characters back. And uh, yeah, I cannot wait for Shrek 5. It's one of the best movie series ever. Who could forget All-Star playing while Shrek bathes himself in the opening scene of Shrek 1. The comedy, it's just next level stuff. So the fact that Shrek 5 is actually happening after all these years and all these fans, while Eddie Murphy is having a bit of a renaissance himself, Mike Myers just tried to come back with the Pentaveret. I think it's perfect timing and I cannot wait to see it. And the biggest news for me of 2023 in entertainment is the Harry Potter TV series announcement. Harry Potter is one of my favorite franchises of all time. It is magical, as they say. It is fantastic. The characters, the growth, the way that they deal with themes of coming of age and death and grieving and the people you love being with you and just the magic and the spells and the universe and the world that they created and the villain in Voldemort and the hero in Harry. It's just next level. And then you think about how famous Daniel Radcliffe got in particular, and you think about who's going to be cast to play Harry Potter, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a seven-season affair, so they're going to really have time to dive into the books. If you read the books, you were probably a little bit flustered leaving the theater a few times. They left out some major details, but they are going to remedy that with this. Uh, J.K. Rowling is going to be involved in the series, so you know that it'll stay true to the originals. It's such exciting news that this is going forward, and we're going to see a whole new cast of characters grow up and make Harry Potter on TV so that they can really dive deeper into the stories and not rush it. And that wraps up the 10th episode of Sky High Sports and Entertainment. There's going to be many more exciting interviews and episodes to come, but I want to thank all of you so much for being along on this journey. Anytime you guys reach out, I really appreciate it. Any topics you want to talk about are going to be great. So definitely stay tuned. I've got some great connections. We're going to come on some great NBA journalists some former players as well, some screenwriters. Uh, and I don't want to give away too many details, but it's really exciting stuff coming up. 
And yeah, I really enjoy this podcast. The fact that it is for sports and entertainment, not just one or the other, because we're not creatures who live in boxes and have to stick to one thing. Uh, sports and entertainment have so much in common together. And I'm so grateful to be able to share that with all of you. So if you like the podcast, please subscribe whenever you click and hold and download the episode. That also really helps out any five-star reviews you want to leave really help out as well. Um, just click in the five-star rating or giving a review, follow me on my socials at Skylar Treple on Instagram at Skylar Treple 824 on Twitter, uh, Skylar Treple on Facebook and LinkedIn. And uh, just thank you so much for following along on the journey for 10 whole episodes. And here's to many, many more to come. So thank you guys very much. And thank you for tuning in to Sky High Sports and Entertainment.